0: Hey, it's Annie. Welcome to Finding Annie Surviving Narcissism and Abuse. I hope that you have had a truly amazing week. Oh, here we are, episode seven. Holy cajoly, episode seven. I am so super excited because today's episode is talking about emotional boundaries, the importance of setting emotional boundaries, self care and why it's so important. I'm even going to talk about selfish because that word seems to have a truly negative connotation and I want to talk about the difference and the negative and the positive regarding that word. And the other thing that I will also be covering in today's episode is 12 Ways to Love Yourself by Louise Hay. The importance of emotional boundaries... The main reason it's important to really set emotional or healthy emotional boundaries is that basically it stops you from being easily manipulated. Now for somebody whom has always been basically a a people pleaser, let me get my words out properly, a people pleaser and wanting to keep everybody else happy, I really did not have any emotional boundaries set, especially for those that I love. Um, and of course, that's just heaven for an ark. So it's important to set those emotional boundaries. And I think one of the best quotes that I ever heard that truly resonated me with me was... The only people who ever get upset with you setting boundaries are the ones who used to take advantage of you for not having any at all. And I heard that and I was like, oh, wow, that is so true. And it resonated with me because I always would do things, especially, you know, for family members. And again, my former partner, just to keep the peace and to keep them happy um, and the only person whom I was really deserving or doing a disservice was myself and of course when you're not honoring yourself you really truly feel this disassociation within inside you um, because you know that you're not doing it for the right reasons you're doing it for them and of course the other thing is too when we don't set healthy emotional boundaries we are then allowing that person or people to be able to disrespect you and then they feel that they can just walk all over you because you're just happy to always do things that they want or basically you're always there to keep them happy and of course they love that. Who doesn't? So this is why it's really important to set those emotional boundaries So when you're dealing with, you know, a partner or siblings or any of, I guess, somebody of the narcissistic kind, it is so important to truly just stand firm with your boundaries um, and keep everything factual. I know for me, when it has come to setting up those boundaries honestly I know that I've absolutely triggered and managed to basically piss them off is because excuse the French because I have set those boundaries and all of a sudden here I am and I'm putting up these fences so to speak and they're not liking it they're not liking it all because you know the old Annie would be oh okay yep nope that's fine and I'd rearrange stuff to suit everybody else to keep them happy whereas now I'm like no no I'm not doing that because that is not in the best interest of myself and that is not in the best interest for perhaps those around me and so, a really good example of setting emotional boundaries was for Christmas time last year. So, my um, former partner—he actually works away, so he was away for Christmas. And I know that that can be really tough for him because, you know, we have two children, although they're now eighteen and sixteen. Um, but you know, Christmas is a special time of the year, and I know that that it's hard. So, last Christmas, uh, he's away and it would have been the 23rd of December, 8.30 at night, and each child is contacted um, because he's asked them to go to his place of residence um, at some point during the day, so he could FaceTime them to give his Christmas present with his sister whom was flying in from New Zealand Which, I I honestly, I don't have a problem with that. But what happened was, he's asked this at 8.30 on the 23rd of December. The kid's auntie is flying in Christmas Eve. So they saw their auntie Christmas Eve, which was great, and their grandparents, and they all went out for dinner. For Christmas Day, the day was already filled because... I did breakfast early in the morning with the kids because I had agreed that they could work. So they actually went to work from 7am to 10am. We had my family Christmas lunch and in the afternoon their auntie or his sister was coming over to my place for Christmas afternoon with the grandparents. So of course I'm... Trying to understand why he would want the children to go back to his place for half an hour for his sister and him for him to FaceTime to give him their present to the kids. And I said to the kids, You're not gonna have time. We've got our early breakfast in the morning, you're working, we've got family Christmas lunch with my family at your other auntie's place and then at 3 30 in the afternoon or 3 3 30 in the afternoon you've got your auntie coming over and your other grandparents which is my ex's family and I said I don't understand and I said so the kids were like well we'll just tell dad we can't do it and I said it's okay I'll contact him so I did and I sent a message and I said Basically, you know, I'm looking at the time frame. I don't, your, your family are coming here anyway. I just don't understand what is the difference whether with your sister coming here anyway. Why can't you just FaceTime at my place? And I got told that I was being difficult. Uh, what else? I was on a spiritual journey, and I'm not being for somebody who's been on a spiritual journey. I'm not being very understanding, and I'm like again none of this is making sense to me like what is it or what is the difference whether you FaceTime at your place or whether you FaceTime at my place because your family is going to be at my place in the afternoon anyway and I thought it can't be because you don't want me to know what you've got the kids for Christmas because they're going to tell me anyway because they're right with me and I mean if he didn't want me to be a part of that, I could have easily have just gone upstairs, while you know, they announced it. But I was like, I don't understand. I'm not understanding what the difference is. And because he was clearly getting frustrated with me and because I was clearly going, you are not making sense. This is not making sense to me. Can you please explain it? What is the difference? then of course you know i was told that i was being difficult and in the end he basically said they've changed their plans and you know it was just all too hard and i was being too hard so i honestly at that point as much as i was feeling a little bit exasperated there was this part of me that was like you know what no you don't get the opportunity to come in on the 23rd of december at 8:30 p.m. and dictate to the kids that they need to be at your place for your sister and you to give a Christmas present to them when your sister is going to be at my place and you're away and you can FaceTime everybody at my place. So put it this way, it didn't go down well um, and I know it didn't go down well but on the same token I was honoring myself and I know for him He wouldn't have been happy because, well, normally, and even if we weren't together, I'd be like, okay, well, I'll organize it. And I mean, I would have changed it, A, had we had more notice. But the other thing is, I wouldn't have said yes to the kids to work from seven till 10. Like, I would have said, all right, well, if your dad wants you to do that first, then that's fine. We can organize and we can arrange something. But anyway, so it turned out to be a little bit of a schmuzzle but on the same token it's so important to set those boundaries and especially because I again felt like I'd stepped into the Alice in Wonderland routine of being at the Mad Hatter's Tea Party because I was like none of what you are saying to me in these text messages is making sense. What's the difference? So emotional boundaries is important because You are basically saying, Stop, I'm not going to be taken advantage of. Stop, I, you know, am entitled to be respected, and I am no longer going to be taken advantage of you anymore. So that's why it's so important. And I can honestly tell you, I was so proud of myself for doing that because, honestly, like I said to you, the old Annie would have changed everything to go and suit and put myself into basically a pretzel to do it and this time I didn't so I can tell you now it did not go down very well um however it it all got sorted and it all got worked out in the end anyway so it's important to do that and did I feel some anxiety around doing that yeah I did um, to be honest, I re- I did, but that was when the self-care and this is where the importance is, is having those conversations with yourself and going, you know what, let's just look at this. Am I being reasonable? Am I being unreasonable? Can I change things, this, that and the other? So I did question myself and I, you know, seriously closed my eyes and I took some deep breaths and truly calmed myself down and I answered and I looked at that whole situation and I looked at it from his perspective, the kid's perspective and also my perspective as well as, of course, you know, with the time frame and the impact of the kids having to be here, here, here and here. That's not fair on them. So I stuck to my guns on that one and I think it's important to do that but it is also definitely important to have a look at the situation and just see that you are you know being reasonable in when you are saying no and that you are saying no because you are coming from a space that is to serve in the best interests of everybody else so I know it didn't serve in his best interest um because he didn't get his own way and therefore he didn't have control and that's what it comes down to with the narcissist they love to be in control and they like to be in control Um, and so of course you know he doesn't really need to be in contact with me so therefore he goes straight to the kids and then the kids are like oh well mom you know dad wants us to be here for this to give us the present and I'm like but your auntie and your grandparents you know, his family are coming to my place on Christmas Day in the afternoon. I don't understand. And they were like, well, actually, we don't understand. So, anyway, that was that. So, setting boundaries, emotional boundaries, really, really important because you're honoring yourself. And it's protecting yourself. And the other thing is, like I said, you're sending up that message going, you know what, no, I am no longer going to be taken advantage of you. No, I am no longer going to be disrespected by you. So that's what setting up those boundaries look like. And especially, you know, like I said with that quote, the only people who get upset by you setting boundaries are the ones who used to take advantage of you having none at all. Um, and that was exactly what had happened in in that particular situation so put up those boundaries most important the other thing is just with emotional boundaries I know one of my clients at the moment unfortunately she is still um, in the process of sorting out the whole separation stuff um, because where she lives and it's where they also have she runs the business with with her partner and they're going through the separation at the moment and he's he's definitely an overt narcissist when they're at you and they're being abusive or they're condescending and they're talking down to you and they're just trying to get their point across is I have said to her just walk away do not try and engage in a conversation or an argument with this person because when you're in an argument especially with an overt narcissist you're not you're just not going to win I can tell you that now you are far better for your own sanity for your own peace of mind and for your own stress levels to be lowered is to walk away just okay and walk away or to say you know what I'm walking away Um, And I know with her, every time that she has walked away, he has stood there saying, oh, look, you're so weak. You're walking away. And the thing is this, when you walk away from that type of abuse, you are not being weak. If anything, you are showing that you are being strong and you're in control because you are no longer prepared to stand there and cop that level of abuse. Um, so if you're in that situation and you are having this narc be abusive to you verbally and overtly abusive to you and aggressive to you, walk away. Just just walk away. And for those of you if you um ever feel that frightened and that scared that you need to get out, I honestly And it's a safe plan that um, the Domestic Violence Women's Association or anybody who is in domestic violence will tell you make sure that you have some cash, make sure that you have a bag that you can easily just grab and get out the door if you need to or in this instance I know I have said to my girlfriend pack up a bag put your stuff um, here at my place You have a key to my house. I've given her a key to my house that if she ever feels threatened, I'm like, it doesn't matter if I'm not here. You just help yourself. You come here. Just come here. So if you have that opportunity, if you have really got support people and that around you, and I truly hope that you do, just either leave a bag with them um, or make sure that you have got basically like an emergency kit or emergency bag to take with you really really important to do that so like I said if you're being you know verbally abused especially like my poor darling girlfriend then I say just you know get there and walk away because when you walk away they they cannot keep talking because you've walked away and you're you're not listening and some people will say well that's be that's disrespectful but yeah it can be seen as being disrespectful but when you've got somebody yelling and abusing at you then they really are being disrespectful so please do that okay the next part of the segment or the part of this episode is self-importance well I call it self-care self-importance the importance of self-care is it's about making you feel good within yourself feeling good and happiness it's an inside job and if you're not happy on the inside then you're not going to be happy with anything else and everything else on the outside so it's really important to truly take self-care for yourself and what does that actually look like self-care could be a variety of things that you do that make you feel at peace they make you feel joy they make you feel happy It could be as simple as taking a bath and putting the music on. It could be things like going and getting your nails and your hair done. It could be going for a surf. It could be yoga. It could be anything that is truly going to make you feel good. The other thing with self-care is that it's something that you implement on a daily basis. So in the workshops, and this is definitely something that I do every single day for myself care is that in the morning when I wake up I have my meditation sometimes I'll meditate just on my very own or I will listen to a guided meditation the other thing that I do is I read through my affirmations that I have set for the morning um, or the day the I also write down my five intentions that I have for the day as well as three ways that I value myself. So these are just things that I do in the morning to set myself up as well as make my coffee. I've always got my coffee in my hand as well so most important. Um, The affirmations I do are positive affirmations and the importance of positive affirmations is it's rewiring your thoughts because so many of us wake up in the morning and I don't know I'm I was definitely one of these people the alarm would go off and I'd be like oh no and I'd be hitting snooze 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 I don't want to get out of bed I'm so tired I don't want to go to work blah 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 and what happens is you're automatically setting yourself up for that day but it's in a negative connotation so now I'm like oh thank you bed I had the best night's sleep and today is going to be such a great day and then I go about and you know make my coffee and I'll do my meditation and I'll say my positive affirmations and anything else but that time frame for me is non-negotiable so every morning without fail I am doing it and the days that I do not do that honestly I can tell the difference within myself so it's really important I think the other thing is and this is a really great tool and this is something that I you know when I'm working with my clients I get them to do is something that I did in the very beginning and I have actually been (laughs) reminded of my clients because I don't do it now because it's automatic for me is writing down the positive affirmations on sticky notes and putting those sticky notes on your mirror on your fridge or wherever you can see them and those positive affirmations could be as simple as, oh, as you know I am worthy I love and approve of myself and I love and approve of myself is an affirmation it's probably one of the first affirmations that Louise Hay used in it's also within our heal your life workshops of standing in front of the mirror and telling yourself I love you I really really love you and I love and approve of myself Um, and mirror work can be really quite frightening for people it can bring up tears it can bring up the feelings that you're not you know feeling good enough And I know for me, when I first started to do mirror work, I was telling myself that this is stupid, I'm crazy, this feels really weird, this is embarrassing, you know, what the hell are you doing? But I can honestly say it was definitely the first thing that I did that truly started to shift for me. And if you struggle saying those words to yourself you know I love and approve of myself then say I am willing to love and approve of myself and keep doing it because the more that you do it the less the resistance becomes and the more easier it becomes to do that in front of the mirror so it's important to fill up your own cup and especially you know when we are such givers that we are give 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 giving that our cup ends up becoming drained we become tired we feel drained everything just feels so overwhelming um, and it just gets too much and we wonder what is the point of life what is my purpose etc etc so it's really important to fill up your own cup first so do the things that make you feel good that is going to fill up your cup, but it is to be done on a daily basis to help you set up your day. And like I said, for me in the morning, I have a specific time frame that I have carved out that is non-negotiable uh, where it is my coffee definitely being made, having my coffee uh, but my meditation, and saying my affirmations and then of an evening I have an evening routine where I am writing in my gratitude journal and then I'm also I actually uh learned this from Marianne Williamson is I have oracle cards and I'll pull out the oracle card for the day and I'll read that and it's amazing you know I look at it (laughs) what's happened that day and I'm like oh my god you guys are so on point so I do that every single every single evening as well Um, as well as for myself throughout the day I am always using my positive affirmations and I'm always being incredibly and showing that I'm incredibly grateful for the things that are going on around me so it's really important to do that self-care and knowing that I mean if you look at the in the airplane you know what is the first thing when they're doing their safety things they're saying to you make sure that you put your oxygen when the oxygen mask comes down that you are to put the oxygen mask on yourself you can't help anybody else until you're doing that so it's the same with self-care it's important that you put that mask on for yourself self-care is the same you are caring for yourself first because you cannot keep giving from an empty cup some people get there and they say you know self-care is quite selfish and look yes it can be seen as being selfish because you're taking time out for yourself I don't see that as a negative I think there is so much negative connotation around the word selfish Um, and to me I try to look at it in this way if I was looking at a narcissistic person Or you know somebody who is truly living out of their ego is imagine that there's a cake on a plate right. Selfish is they'll basically keep the cake to themselves and they'll give you the crumbs to feed right. When you are from coming from a loving space and you're being selfish you'll have the cake in front of you but what you do is you are cutting yourself a piece so you are saying that I am deserving and worthy of also having a piece of cake and then you're cutting out the other slices of cake and you're handing them out to those that you wish to hand them out to. So selfish to me is quite a good thing because if I am taking the time to fill up my own cup and if I am taking the time to put myself in a loving space then therefore I am then able to provide a loving energy for all those around me and it sets me up for my days or for my day and setting yourself up for your day is so important so setting it up for that positive vibration is then going to mean that your day is going to run more smoothly than if you're coming from that negative space honestly try it because I know I was definitely one of those people who'd be like I don't want to wake up I don't want to have to go to work today whereas now my mindset is completely different um, and my day just runs so much better don't get me wrong there are definitely moments uh, where you know I, I still get a little bit triggered and fall in the rabbit hole because stuff will happen but I get out of it pretty quickly because at the end of the day I'm in charge of my own emotions and I'll look at it and I'll go okay I'm feeling angry because of this I'm feeling frustrated because of this and I'll talk myself through it and then you know I turn it around so if you can try and start your day off with doing things that are going to benefit and serve you um, because honestly setting yourself up for those kinds of things basically sets your day and it's really important know that you start off like that but the other thing is is continually talk to yourself in a positive manner in a positive tone uh, you know I always say to my clients how would you speak to your best friend you know when you go and look at yourself in the mirror do you stand there in front of the mirror and criticize yourself going oh my god you look so fat holy hell girl you need to get your eyebrows done and when you're talking like that you are running yourself down and so I ask and I say would you speak to your best friend like that and the answer is no. So if you're not speaking to your best friend like that, why are you speaking to yourself like that? Because you will with yourself 24-7 every single day, right to the very end of when you take your last breath on this planet. So how about turning it around and making it a lot more pleasant for yourself rather than criticizing yourself? Which then leads me into the first point of how to love yourself. In saying that, I have realized that I have actually been chatting away now for half an hour. So I am going to leave episode eight to be the 12 ways to love yourself. Once again, I thank you ever so much for listening. I really do. I truly hope that you are going really well and that you have an absolutely fabulous week. If you would like to reach out to me, if you would like to know more about what I do and the workshops that I am running, then please send me an email at mahalo, M A H A L O, living, L I V I N G, at iCloud.com. Or you can find me on Facebook under Annie Neal, A N N I N E I L L or on Instagram, mahalo, M-A-H-A-L-O underscore living, L-I-V-I-N-G, and send me a message wishing you the very best week and I look forward to catching up with you next week when I will absolutely discuss 12 ways to love yourself. Take care, much love to you, and bye for now.